Welcome to the Customs House podcast with Carlo and Phil. My name is Phil, and this is the podcast where people from all over the world come together to exchange ideas and share their stories of Asia and the world. In every episode, we hope to give you some fresh perspectives to sail away with you as you set off on your own personal adventures. My name is Carlo, and in today's episode, Phil and I will be talking about Korean culture. Today's guest is a good friend of ours. She was born and raised in Korea. She spent time in the U.S., Prague, Venice, and Singapore. Early in her career, she started off as an intern for the U.S. military in Korea, and now she spends her time helping Australian companies develop their own people. Today, she'll be helping us understand just a little bit more about Koreans abroad, some of the misconceptions we might have about Korean culture, and also share her perspectives on how Korean culture has become so widely popular around the world. Say hello to Miriam Kim. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for um, inviting me over here. Yes. Um, that was a much better take two, I think. That was a much better take two. <laughs> uh, thank you for your time, Miriam. It's, it's our pleasure to have you here. Um, so, how's things going on with you, given the current COVID situation? Are you keeping yourself productive? Are you getting any new habits or new hobbies that you've been doing so far? Um, yeah, I know. Like, I'm pretty much like my experience will be same to everyone. First stage was kind of like denial. That mm -hmm. now this is gonna be only for a few weeks, became a few months, and then now I'm Man, I was denying hard. I and know. Then, <laughs> I I knew it was gonna happen, but I, you know, I was just so sad when we went into lockdown. Yeah. Exactly, and especially when I see my, like, it, because Korea was really struggling. It's like not been struggle at first, like, because there were so many cases. And then now they're just all free. They were never in lockdown. My brother yeah. is traveling within the countries. And now I'm like, oh, I feel like stuck. Um, I'm sorry, you, you're, you're, your brother is traveling within Korea? Yeah, they have no oh, wow. restrictions whatsoever. So just they, doing beach trips, you know, like uh, short weekend holidays. Is he working or is he studying? or? he has his own business as well oh wow. so, okay. yeah um so it's crazy i mean obviously they were recommended not to go like places where there are so many people but yeah that's my um yeah yeah well, does, like, does your family currently live in seoul or uh, somewhere busan. else or in busan they're all living in busan yeah they're all living in busan can right. you give us your elevator pitch for busan like why should people oh, visit my. busan over above all the other wonderful why should they take a train to busan why should they take a train to first of all yeah. <laughs> have you guys heard of like <laughs> great question you know, when you really, really sit down and think about the reason why it's trained to Busan, because Busan is the only place that's safe in Korea. Really? Hi. Okay. Oh, what do you mean? Because literally it's trained to Busan. Why are they going to train? Like it's trained to Busan and then all the zombies are kind of like starting from Seoul and going down. And then the last place where it was safest, where no like attack going on was Busan. It's very much oh, similar okay. to... in, so that's in the context of the movie, but like exactly. in everyday, in everyday kind of like uh, Korean, I guess, uh, is it a Korean stereotype to have Busan as a very safe place? Um, actually, it came from 
like Korean War when the North, North I guess North Korea was attacking from top to bottom. I did not realize the political undertones in this movie. It is, yeah. So oh. if you're a Korean, then it's the movie really hits you in a different way than just like because you know Oh I think now it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now it oh, all man. makes sense. Oh man, you know the next movie I'm gonna ask you, like, okay, what do Koreans think about Parasite? <laughs> hey, it must, it, hey, it must have been a source of national pride when Parasite became such a big hit all around the world. It was. It was. It's actually really um, interesting because it's very, Korea's very, I, I personally, I was really proud because especially like Hollywood is known for where there is like only like American movies who have like prizes and stuff like that. And um, so that was a big prize. And out of everything, it's such a great movie. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, like given that you, you know, lived in different countries around Europe and the US, mm -hmm. you know, obviously people like you, me, everybody really will always get perhaps um, uh, stereotyped or uh, called either positive or negative things. Mm. But for you, what were some of the surprising things for you when you went to these countries? What did people That's uh, maybe know about Korean culture? Maybe particularly positive things, I would say. Like, mm. you know, what, what do you think? You know, were you surprised by what they thought about Koreans? It's my face really funny. Um, I was actually really pleasantly surprised by the fact there were so many legit kimchis in um, supermarkets in here. Oh, like so, in Singapore. In Singapore, like literally, you go any any supermarket, they have something Korean there. So that was the shock, as because it's day to day for me, right? Like we can talk about BTS, um, <laughs> like Blackpink, <laughs> but yeah. they don't really resonate with my life itself. Because yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, whenever yeah, you were in a your dry, like when you were. I don't know about you. BTS resonates with me. I, really? it not, it I'm, just not, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I couldn't. I couldn't name you a single song. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's great because people are very very positive when they know that I'm Korean. Because like, oh, they were so excited. Um, whereas in might be in a different countries like before when I was studying, they're like, oh, Koreans, Gangnam Style. Can you do the horse dancing? Oh, for me? oh <laughs> it's man. a pop culture reference. Hey, for, for there was a time for Filipinos. Um, I think it was a time about let's say five, six years ago. Mm. Every time I would tell somebody, "Hey, I'm Filipino." Oh, Manny Pacquiao. Oh, yeah, it's, it's precisely boxing. Oh, yeah. Right, the boxing, yeah. Yeah, the boxing yeah. guy. So I, we get you. We get you. Yeah, I think it's really. Um, I was really amazed by the fact that that people are so welcoming in here. And then they know so many things that's so accommodating, um, which would have been like a Japan a few ten years ago because there was like a J-pop was a huge thing everywhere. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And then now it's like a K-pop. So I'm quite curious. Like in the future, will it be just continuously like a K-pop, or will it be like China, like a C-pop or whatever? Right. Comes? Yeah. Did you did you experience any good kimchi in uh, Prague or in Venice? I don't even try. <laughs> no, there's a things in life like you just give up. You have to accept the fact that there are certain things you have to give up. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. What What would be then? Okay, you've been to the U.S. You've been to mm -hmm. Europe through Venice and Prague, and then of course Asia. What mm -hmm. would you say are some of the misconceptions that people have about 
Koreans? Like, right. Yeah, in general. Um, Koreans, misconception. That's a really interesting question. Like, first of all, when I was in a certain countries, they don't really under, they just group me as Asian. So they don't want to, oh. they have an Asian stereotype. They don't even have a Korean stereotype. You know mm, what I mean? Because mm, mm. they don't know enough about Korea to have a stereotype mm. about it. Except Gangnam style. It's like Gangnam style, mm. or like mm. except like oh I heard that Asians do this, can you do that? Or mm. it was the funniest thing. It's like oh Asian, I heard that Asians give good massages. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that is no a red flag. <laughs> if anybody says that, like, that's a red flag. Uh, yeah, I know. So, not not even like a like it was like friends like okay okay flatmate woman. Um, so yeah, but in. Being an A, that's why I think one of the reasons why I chose to come to Singapore. I am from Far East, and where I was was Far West, right? Let's say like US or Europe. So being in the both country, um, I was really desperately in need of like the, in the middle ground. So um, being in US or Europe, I was thinking to myself, will I actually realistically, like a visa matter as well, will I be able to find the job where like, that I am passionate about mm-hmm. here, and then career like letters, like will I be able to go to this level of places without any stereotypes mm-hmm. or anything? And then um, being in actually Korea or let's say Japan, as that's when like me being woman kind of kicks in because if I were have to consider myself being Asian in the Western countries, when I was being in Korea, I have to consider myself being in a woman's perspective, like. Mm. I'm not sure if, yeah, like, will I be able to continue work what I do after I'm pregnant and at labor mm. and I have to take a year off? Will I be able mm. to come back? Will mm. I be able to survive working 11 hours every day? Will I be able to, like, say what I want to say being in this mm. place? So I wanted to find a place where in the middle. So that's why I actually wanted to work in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's why I decided to come here, and then so far I I'm actually loving it. Yeah, I have a very similar kind of experience. Uh, you know, being born and mostly raised in Asia, having gotten to live in places like North America and in Europe, and different places in Asia, I was looking for a middle ground as well. Yes. You know, I didn't want to be too far from family, but I also wanted a more international city as well, exactly. which I found Singapore to be good at offering at least. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, on, on that note about being a woman in Japan and Korea, do you think things are improving, things are changing? Mm. Um, in that regard, I, you know, with you, what you just mentioned, perhaps there might be things that you have to think about if you are a woman in, in Korea and in um, Japan. Do you think it's improving over there? I cannot really say about Japan, but like when it comes to Korea, I want to say definitely because people are passionate to change things Mm -hmm. so um i think really recently let's say if it was before it's like everybody knew about it but no one was really trying to do anything about that but Mm -hmm. now kind of the whole economy and then everything kind of forcefully women are more realizing that wait a minute why all my rights are not here and then why people are complaining about women like men going to military but women not going to military but when it's not actually 
not woman's decision or whatsoever, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is definitely slowly changing. Um, so I am quite hopeful about it. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think okay. so. Interesting. How about here in Singapore? You feel much more oh. <laughs> um, at ease, I suppose, or do you feel more mm. liberated as a woman here? I think so. Yeah. I I'm really surprised being in here. So many things that's um, that you can just say it or you can just do. For example, I think I was really conscious actually wearing sleeveless in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in here nobody really can maybe the weather, I think. Uh, but a lot of the biggest thing is that the leadership within my company or other companies there are a lot of women are working and mm-hmm. nobody really thinks that once you're pregnant and then once you have a baby that you have to kind of quit your job nobody mm-hmm. really like unless it's your choice mm-hmm. yeah, which is great yeah um, yeah i think it's really amazing i think from what i've also seen is that more companies are actually providing more opportunities also for women in the workforce to um not see i guess you know, having a child as a career ender um i think there are a lot more benefits being provided a lot more flexibility um, and i think those are more the forward-thinking companies and i think it's also starting to influence a lot of other com- more traditional mindset companies although i wouldn't say that it's everyone i know that there are still some challenges um in, in certain industries in certain areas but uh yeah i am it's glad i'm glad to hear that at least it sounds like it's improving at least from your perspective miriam yeah so i think it's it's just whenever people think about women working in a like professional level and anything like that i really think it shouldn't be just one like they shouldn't really look at that part because it's really driving from really really deep-rooted problems correct correct like, why why are people suffering this much why people have to we call there's like three um give up generations it's like in win korea so like you have to give up relationship you have to give up house you have to give up marriage mm. it's basically taking away people's basic right to be part of the you know happiness right why do they have to do that and then it's all related to this kind of work cultures right mm. So um, it shouldn't be just the partial reason, like, oh, woman's problem is just a woman thing. When you really think about it, it's everything really is related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, it's, it's also the problem when it comes to men who have a lot of, miscon- again, misconceptions about, um, you know, women in the workforce or even work- women in the household. There's a lot of still yeah. old school thinking out there. Mm. Um, I mean, I can think of a couple of people who still have that kind of thinking. Um, but yeah, like, do you feel like there's a lot more change that's happening around the world? Like, have you, did you actually see a stark difference when maybe when you started your career as to compared to when it is now? Um, is it the change I, happening fast enough, I guess? I guess it's, it can be always faster. I think, but I cannot, because I actually started my career in, from Singapore. So I cannot really compare, but I can only hear my friends is still in Korea, right? Um, it's just, I think the biggest thing is that it's not, it can all be faster, but it's always has to be right first. It shouldn't be just fast. And then it's at the end of the day, it's like, oh, not really right way to go this way, but it should mm. be like, 
understand like a start from the right ground. So I think the biggest thing is that we, everyone needs to understand that making this happening is actually good for everyone. For example, um, like every, a lot of generation of my age, their father was never home because they were always have to overwork. The reason being is that because they think that guy is the one who's bringing the money. So they have mm. to work harder and harder. Um, because only one person, let's say, for example, is earning the money, then obviously they wouldn't have, they were always outside working, they wouldn't have good relationship with their kids. And then at the end of the day, it's everyone's kind of not happy family, right? Whereas where it's encouraging women to work more and allow them to work, then you know, it's, it's a better place than only, not only one person has to be burdened to always like earn money and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't want to make yeah, things I think like, that's, um... Not, yeah. not necessarily just a Korean um, uh, phenomenon, but it's exactly. also quite, you know, quite unique to Asia, I would, I would say. Mm. Um, what do you think, you know, apart from Korea and, and other, the other places that you've lived in, what do you think people can learn from, you know, Korean culture? What values can people learn from Korean culture? And vice versa, what do you think Koreans can learn from cultures like the places you've been in Europe and, and the US? Actually, yes, let's just change a bit. <laughs> um, I, Korean people are really hardworking. And mm -hmm. then they're very, um, very positive way sensitive. For example, like, they think about someone else's like shoes first, and mm. then they do stuff like, um, uh, those things are very Korean specific, I think. And then when you especially working together with Koreans or when you go to a restaurant or when you go to like hair salons, I can feel it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm always thinking like, oh, I wouldn't have done it if I were your situation. Mm -hmm. But that's something I think a lot of people can learn about the Koreans. Mm -hmm. And they are, how do I say, um, things that we can learn from other countries more like chill <laughs> to chill out chill just to chill out, out. to not, not worry too much exactly not everything <laughs> has to be perfect guys like not yeah. everyone needs to go follow it's okay to be a bit slow down like it's okay you start your education when you're 30. it's it's okay you mm. get married like maybe too early too late mm -hmm. not everyone has to go through go for the same route and yeah. there that because you graduate this com company, uh, sorry, this university, you're working this company, you're in this much, that doesn't mean that your life is right. Yeah. That's true. That's not, true. Not everybody has to work for a, a, a chaebol. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw this, um, I don't know, I, I watched this K-drama. Um, it's a story about a family whose primary goal is to get their kids to study in a in a in a university that sets them up for success to I go see. to a medical Sky university. Castle. Yeah, yeah, Sky Castle. Sky Castle. Uh, what's, it, what's it? What's it called? Spy Castle. Sky Castle. Sky Castle. Surprise, Sky Castle. Surprisingly yes. gripping. It um, is. But it's so interesting that you know all of these families. I don't know. Of course, I I'm sure it's most of it is you mm. know, exaggerated, but. I, I, sense, I sense that there really? is some, yeah, a line of truth there where a lot of parents maybe and a lot of the traditional mm. mindsets really push the younger generations to mm. invest so much into their education because yeah. it's either going to make or break you. 
But I know. what I guess we've learned here in Singapore or even in Western countries or even, well, a lot of places in Southeast Asia that you do not need a formal education anymore to be successful. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, I, think, sure. I think that's actually a really interesting part. Like, I had to study, not because my mom was forcing me or anything like that. I had to study when I was in high school, going, going to the high school with my like school uniform by 7.50. I remember 7.50 because that was like, oh, I might have to run the, uh, what's it like, play, like the place like run, because it's like a- Like a track, the track yeah, and field like area. Track, because I was right. late. So 7.50 a.m. Wait, 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 sorry. They let you run the track area if you so were late? They forced me to run. They forced yeah, you to if run. I'm, if I'm late, yeah. Oh wow, that's <laughs> good workout. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, it is not fun when you're so tired. You have to. And you're seven years old. Or no, how old were you then? No, no, when I was in high school. High school. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still. So, Still. Yeah, I know. So seven fifty a.m. and I went home around twelve a.m. because. So, so basically, I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the school, mm. and then um, just basically there all the time. I also remember a few times I have to wear my school uniform to go to sleep to save up time in the morning so that I can oh, sleep more. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> I know. So that's that's why I understand what it means by Sky Castle because Sky is a abbreviation for like Seoul University, Korea University, and Yonsei University because it's the best three university in Korea. Is that, those are the ones in uh, Hongdae, right? Oh, is Hongdae right? one is, um, I think it's a Hongik University. Oh yeah, that's a Hongik, yeah. that's right. Okay, okay, okay. So that's why Sky Castle, because everyone wants to go in that castle. Ah, yeah. makes a lot yeah. more sense now. Yeah, but then again, not everyone can get in, obviously. It's true, it's true. Yeah. According to the to the drama is that you need a lot of money, a lot of connections yeah. to get to that. It's like a, the Korean Ivy League, pretty much. It is, definitely. Pretty much. But again, that's the I think that's the interesting, you know, perspective there is that you can still be successful without going through that route. Mm, you know, sure. there's a lot more options available and I hope, you know, people are aware of that, that hey, that's just true. because you're not graduating from a top university doesn't necessarily mean you're not able to compete um, and win I, in I terms of the long game. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in, especially in today's more globalized world, mm. you know, uh, borders, well, uh, up until recently, had been coming down a lot more. People were moving from place to place. People were coming here to Singapore, for example. You don't necessarily have to be a graduate from uh, an Ivy yeah, League school, for example, mm. or come from America or come from the UK to be successful. You know, uh, you know, the three of us have, you know, done it in our own little ways to, to mm -hmm. come here and do our own little thing. And, you know, back a hundred years ago, maybe even just 50 years ago, 30 to 50 years ago, our parents never thought of, you know, uh, working in the types of places that we do now. So yeah. uh, it's just, it just goes to show that anything is possible. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter what your background is. I wish I can say the same thing to this phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I know when we are, when we bring up this one with the people in Korea who are, who are not married, who don't have kids, they were like, yeah, obviously, of course. But still, I want to stay in Korea. When mm. you have kids, 
yeah, I know that people can success in any other places, but wait, my kids, the other kids in this um, kindergarten, wait, they're doing this? Wait, wait, they can do math, like, like elementary school level of math when they're only four? What? Like, my kids <laughs> can't do that. My kids mm, cannot do mm. that. Oh, yeah. wait, I don't want, okay, I think it would be nice if my kids can go somewhere to success, but wait, I want my kids to be in Korea. Okay, then if I want my kids to be in Korean successful, what should mm. I do? Wait, okay, so they're sending this school. Okay, I need to move this location because this place is where all the mom cafe, we have like mom cafes. Where mom want, cafes. Yeah, exclusive. So there are cat cafes, there are uh, oh, no, dog cafes. Like random mom cafes. moms on the shelves, you know. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> you can just hang out with the moms. It might sound like that, but it's like an internet <laughs> forum. Like Reddit. Oh, okay. So it's a where, it's a digital oh, okay, gotcha. cafe. I thought yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a joke. It's very exclusive. Oh. Really, really, you have to actually show like IC cuts or something like that that to show that you live here. You need to move there, and then that's why we call it. You might have heard it from Skycast, like Gangnam Parakbun, is where all the really really like rich. Yes, yes, yes. Share their own informations and stuff like mm. that. That's the thing. So if you just actually step out of from that group, like within that, like just fighting each other, you can actually see, wait, what am I doing? You don't have to always chase after the same thing. Yeah. But when you're in it, even though logically, you know, like, yeah, you can do like being a, you can do your own business. You can actually do YouTube video to make money. But mm. when you're in that situation, I guess if you're especially mom or father, mm. yeah, they just want the best thing they know mm. for their kids, which might be spy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really like glad that my mom wasn't never like forced me to do anything. I have mm -hmm. two brothers and my brothers were really being sarcastic whenever I like complain, oh, I don't want to study. And they're like, yeah, don't study. Don't study and just, you know, go to the factory and just put like eyes to the, um, what's it called? The dolls. The, the dolls. Not yeah. that I'm like, they're saying bad things, but like you, you can do like whatever you want. But mm, yeah. um, that's why I guess I decided, I realized I'm not, I'm not good enough for Korea sometimes. Mm. And but I'm also too good for Korean. It's, it's mm, like too mm, mm, good mm. for the society. As in thinking, I want a lot of different things. I want to get married. I want to have a relationship. I want to have a house. But if you say if I need to give up these things because I didn't get to like sky or I'm not from Seoul, then I guess there's only ways that not being in Seoul or Korea, I can try to explore other places. So good. yeah, the reason why I said that I'm not good enough for Korea is that also it's not about sky you know when you actually graduate from any of the university you have another thing called spec um it's from speculation mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's like when you build some like uh <laughs> I feel like I'm just like talking about random things but like if you build let's say chair you have to okay. have speculation to make it as perfect right okay yes yes right. it's like that so you need to have like TOEIC, it's like an English um, certification, to like TOEFL or have experience of this and you have like, like you need to be able to speak Chinese language a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. So there's like a tick boxes um, that you need to do to apply for certain companies like that. Interesting. So I, I was thinking, I did try, I did, don't get me wrong, I did try when I was mm. in university, try to learn that. I was like, 
no, fuck's sake, I can't do this shit. You couldn't throw out some Chinese in there, Miriam? <laughs> no, I'm like, no, because it's a certification. You need to show the certification. No, no hawker stall Chinese? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, but I am still greedy enough to want things in life, like marriage yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Phil and I can kind of relate to your your yeah. experience. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, you know, I also feel like uh, I might not be. I, wouldn't, I guess you could say, as you said, not good enough for your home country, but also just not. Uh, it's it's something that uh, your your maybe your priorities are different. Yeah, uh, your values maybe uh, are a little bit different. Your mm um your wants in life are a little mm. bit different from maybe what people back home yeah. um want or aspire to be mm-hmm. um there's no right or wrong i don't think yeah. you know people back home are you know right or wrong i don't think we're right or wrong but it's just it's just uh we have different perspectives we have different things that we uh think about and different opinions and you know it's just the way it is, it is. and that's why we're here exactly and 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 i'm i'm really like people in Korea, they have their own happiness. And then I'm really sometimes envy in a way, because being able to go back to your home country, I realize is a privilege also. Mm, like being true. able to leave my own country is a privilege sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are all speaking from a, uh, a position of privilege here, I, I have also to say. As well. mm, yeah, yeah. It's something we have to realize. Yes, yeah, so not everybody true. can. Not as much as we we kept on saying earlier. Oh, anybody from different backgrounds can do whatever they want. But you know, we also come from a, a position of peer, uh, privilege where we can, you know, mm. perhaps uh, do the things that we do and you know, think the things that we think. I think it's 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 also more on just identifying and understanding that you have options, yeah. like, right. regardless of your background or regardless of your education. Um, you have to consider what your options are and not just follow the cookie cutter route. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sometimes where people have a hard time is they just see that, hey, this is my only option because this is the route that I follow. Then this is what my parents did. Um, mm-hmm. I should follow this. Um, so I, because I also know that there are people who have studied, you know, master's degrees, and, but still fail at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but at yeah. the end of the day, even if you fail, you just have to always recon- you should always consider that, hey, I still have options. What are mm-hmm. these options? And then, you know, how can I improve my life with by deciding on one of these options? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I think as well. Yeah. So hey, well, going- I think that's a great way to, you know, kind of wrap up and uh, conclude this episode. I think uh, you know, that discussion around Sky Castle really, like, <laughs> I should check this I was, show out. <laughs> I was uh, going to ask. It, it's, it, it's very intriguing. I was going to ask about Korean barbecue, but I'll probably just save that for. I another. think that that's a second, <laughs> that's a, probably a second episode with Miriam on another yeah, day. Maybe we can, you know, dude, for people who don't come to Singapore very often or haven't been to Singapore uh, lately, Korean barbecue is all over the, the place in, in Singapore yeah. now. You yeah. just walk down Tanjong Pagar Road, uh, literally there are like 20 Korean barbecues there. They're all full. I know. <laughs> Seriously, I know. when phase two hit, like when people can start eating out, it just overflows with people. I'm just like, it's so, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Korean barbecue is awesome, but like, 
What's so special about like I don't know, man. these it's, restaurants? Think of it like Korean cinema, Korean music, Korean entertainment, Korean, you know, food, culture. As a tourist, just love it. Yeah, man. So Korean good. beauty, beauty, uh, beauty products. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. You know, a lot of people are learning more and more about Korea, and you know, mm. thank you so much for sharing more about your perspectives and. Uh, you know, I've certainly gained a broader perspective about Same Korea. Same here. Uh, uh, Korea as a whole is living abroad as well. So yeah. Thank you so much for your I, I just uh, wanted to yeah, say that this is just like like my perspective, how I feel, and then my experience of like coming out from Korea to Singapore. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure like everyone's story is quite different. True. And, and I, yeah. Hey, and we'd love to hear your stories as well, whoever's out there. Uh, you can write to us at the, the Customs House Podcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, reach out to us on Instagram. You can DM us. Uh, the handle is at Customs House Podcast on Instagram. And uh, we'll see you for uh, next week's episode. You yep. Take care. And we'll Thank see you in Seoul. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. Annyeong. Bye. Bye. Annyeong. <laughs> Annyeong. <laughs> <laughs>